everyone welcome to boss up or lose out podcast i'm your host erica simpson and today i have a very special guest with me um kristen would you like to introduce yourself Hey, I'm Kristen Van Nest. I'm a writer, actor, director. Um, I'm based in LA and I do a ton of comedy and have a following online for my funny characters. So thank you for having me. Oh, wow. Which part do you like doing the best? (laughs) Oh, that's hard. I don't know. Um, I love writing because with writing, I can make my own unique characters. So that's kind of fun because... I can create more like roles that you don't normally see in Hollywood, um, but I love acting as well, just because it's kind of bringing characters to life. And dra- directing is like creating the world that everything's in. So I'm just obsessed with storytelling. I'd say that's my <laughs> my general obsession. Oh, so how long exactly have you been doing this? Yeah, so I've been doing it for about. Um, a little like maybe four years now and I started by doing stand-up and improv in Shanghai where I was living before I moved to LA Um, and then I decided to move to LA and since then I've been in LA for about two years now Um, I was a lead actress on the Chunky Zeta which is a show on Amazon Prime I've been on BuzzFeed and I perform at the Upright Citizens Brigade and I write act and direct sketches on the YouTube channel Night Pants Oh, wow. You've got an expensive background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've done a lot of things. And you also, sounds like you may have been in several places. Yeah. So I lived, um, I've lived all over the world. I've been to over 40 countries. Uh, I lived in Luxembourg for a year as a Fulbright scholar researching nation branding from the State Department. And then I lived in Shanghai, China for three and a half years. Um, and over there, I um, I worked in the wine industry and the beauty industry, um, as well as doing comedy in the evenings. Oh, okay. So, what is the mission of your um, business? Um, I'd say my business is, you know doing comedy and kind of performing at creative, which is in itself, you have to be a very entrepreneurial. <laughs> um, so, but my kind of like core mission is being the storyteller that brings people together. I see from my experience traveling in the world, I've had all of these unique experiences and I've seen what it's like to live completely differently than we do in the U.S. And so for me, that's kind of I think hearing and experiencing those kind of stories make people more empathetic and help us understand each other at a core level, at a much deeper level. So for me, transitioning from being someone who's traveled and worked all over the world to someone that's um, working in the entertainment industry, it's about creating, help us learn about each other. Oh, okay. And considering that you've lived in, you said 40 countries, I mean, or you visited 40 countries? Yeah. And so how have you leveraged relationships with other people to make you successful? Um, I mean, I feel like relationships are the core of everything that we do. Um, and it's usually like, you know, you want to work with people that you enjoy spending time with. Um, 
it, and and so it's so important to just kind of have strong relationships because you know especially when I'm directing and I'm picking who I want on my team for a sketch that we're doing for YouTube um you know I want to make sure I don't want an actor who's going to be difficult to work with I want someone who's who's going to do an amazing job at what they do an expert in what they do um as well as easy to communicate with and from before when before I went into comedy when I was a manager for a beauty brand um it was the same thing you you don't want to work with people who are difficult to work with it makes everything slow down and it i mean at the end of the day it costs money and time to deal with difficult people so i think having good relationships is the core of having a good long-term business structure and whenever you know as you build up your network it is those people that you've worked with before that bring opportunities to you because they want to work with you again because they know what it's like to work with you so i think like it's so important whether you're in the entertainment industry or just a manager anywhere in the world doing any type of business that you have those relationships Yeah, and I can see in your voice, I can hear it in your voice that you have a passion for this. So, what do you like most about the business? Oh, just creating. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love uh bringing stories to life and getting people to laugh. Um, I think that comedy when something is funny, people are more open to listening and especially right now with the current culture globally there's a lot of a us versus them kind of attitude of like oh well you know you're not on my team or you don't agree with me pol- on politics or whatever the topic is therefore i don't listen to you and what i think's magical about comedy is when you're making someone laugh they're willing to keep listening because they want to laugh again and so whatever your message is they there's more of a openness to communicate when something's funny than when you keep things extremely serious right and they said um laughter is a medicine right oh yeah i wish i could charge therapy rates but comedian <laughs> oh wow so Now, I know that you really love and you're passionate about what you do. Tell us about the ugly side, the dark side of the business. Um, I mean the biz- the entertainment industry is very old school in a way that as someone who's worked in other industries, I think a lot of other industries have cleaned up their act. Um, and by that I mean when we talk about equality and women's, you know, equal pay, nothing's been solved, but other industries have targeted and focused on that earlier than the entertainment industry is. And I think that's because as you as we were discussed communication and relationships, the entertainment industry has like is because there's so many people at the bottom who are trying like actors and writers who are trying to enter the industry there's like a very much a hoarding of your relationships in that the people at the top and and being recommended to someone else it's extremely hard to get that recommendation because people have been burned by people who are struggling and kind of um are difficult to work with so because success in the entertainment industry is so focused on who you know more so than other industries 
it's extremely difficult to move up and people who have been doing bad things and by that I mean the Me Too movement showed a lot of what was going on. People who are doing bad things have been able to do that for too long. And Me Too has happened and things are getting better, but there's still also a lack of pay for service because there's so many, the supply of people who want to be screenwriters, who want to be actors, who want to be directors, the supply is so great that the assistants, and there's this movement called Pay Up Hollywood about how assistants aren't paid enough. Assistants here with, you know, MFAs in screenwriting or bachelor's degrees are being paid minimum wage and being treated really, really terribly. And they're doing that and putting up with that because they think it's the only way to be successful in this industry. And so for me, the biggest issue in the industry is not paying people fairly and not treating people well just because it's so easy to replace them. You can find someone else who's an eager, starry-eyed screenwriter or actor who will fill the place of that person that you treated badly. And so I think that needs to change a lot. Is there any, or if someone is wanting to get in this industry and they're coming across that how do they get help um i mean it's hard to get help um just because well there's the union the unions are good sag and the different unions help people um and there's there's organizations like women in film that help if you're dealing with harassment and more serious levels if you're just trying to find a way as someone entering the industry who's a creative my advice would be to have skills outside of your creative path that you can use for income uh, for example like i am a professionally trained copywriter i do b2b copywriting and i was formerly a manager so I have a business revenue stream that isn't focused on my craft and that way I have some security in what I do. And with the coronavirus you see you see why this lack of security is such an issue because right now most of the actors I know what's their day job? Being a server at a restaurant and they're so that they can be an actor. And so with coronavirus, they've been hit double in that all productions have been shut down so they can't do what they love and they have no access to revenue because all the restaurants are shut down. So their they're jobs, they can't pay their bills. So my advice to someone who's coming in is to instead of taking the age-old advice of become an assistant at an agency or management company and get paid minimum wage and be treated really badly, instead of doing this skill that you can do, that you can make your own income, and then also practice your craft so that you can do both. That would be my advice. Um, because you do need the contacts within the industry and you need to find a way to do that. And being an assistant at an agency is a way of doing that. But I would encourage people to look for other ways of doing it instead of just thinking there is only one way. Because if you think there's only one way to move up, that's how people get taken advantage of in this industry because they are willing to put up with unacceptable behavior uh, because they think that they can't, they, they don't think that they deserve and that they can get better. And I think that that belief is untrue. So do you find that people have a lot of self-esteem issues? Um, yeah, I think. Or prior to. Um, I think 
if being a creative, it's there's like baked into the cake is self-esteem issues um, because what you do is like you create things and hope that other people like them. And if you get validation from other people liking them, uh, that inherently, you know, not everything you're going to create is going to be good, especially when you start out. Like you have to test things. You have to see what works like in business, you know, you A-B test, see what works in the market. With creatives, you have to try different things, experiment. You know, I do my funny characters online. Some perform really well, some don't perform that well. But that tells me, kind of gives me an idea of what's going in the right direction, what do people like. Um, and so I feel like as a creative, you're constantly needing validation from other people just for your own career, whether that's being published in a publication or having your film wide or winning an award or being, you know, getting an audition, all of those things for your career, you need external validation. And if you try to judge yourself on that external validation, you'll go insane because part of it is just constant rejection. But that you have to go through constant rejection to put yourself out there. And, and that's just a numbers game and a reality of it. You could be the best actor in the world and you might not be right for a role you audition for, so you won't get it because you're just not the right person for that role. So I think there's a lot of, um, it's, you can't, you can't value yourself on, on how you're your um, craft performs. You have to just kind of keep pushing forward and believing in yourself and find other ways to get happiness um, outside of your craft. Would you suggest now, um, I heard you say about the, you know, kind of like doing the beta test and to see what will work and what wouldn't work. So would you advise people maybe to start a YouTube channel if they don't already have one and right now doing the virus while people are more tuned in online would this be an opportunity for them to kind of do their own beta testing oh yeah like um i love tiktok i just started performing on it i started it i think within the last month and i had one video that went viral and has already had over a hundred thousand views um there are a lot of different platforms that you can try and experiment on and because I have those experimental platforms, I, you know, when I go and talk to people about what I do, I can be like, hey, you know, I have over 30,000 followers online. Check out my Instagram, check out my Twitter, check out, you know, my work. And I have examples of what I do. And so when I meet that right person, like I said, networking is so important. When I meet that right person, if they add me on Instagram, they can watch videos of me performing and they, they know immediately what my comedy is. And so that way, it's kind of like a business card where people can see what they're buying. While if I didn't do any of that experimentation, they meet me, they don't know what my comedy is, they don't know what I can offer them. They can maybe see a headshot picture of my face or watch my reel one time. But if they, if they, you know, go on my Instagram every week, they're seeing something new creative that I produced. And so they get a feel. And so I feel like that is so important, one, from a networking perspective, but two, from as a creative, seeing what works and doesn't work. Sometimes videos that take me forever to do don't perform well. And one that I did in like, I'm like, oh, this is a funny idea and I do it in 60 seconds. People love it. You just really don't know, but you have to be able to, you have to experiment to kind of figure out and to improve. Right, and I, I 
I don't know if you know this or not, Kristen, but I used to be a teacher and I just believe in constant learning, being a sponge for knowledge. Yes. And this is part of the reason of doing this podcast is so that, you know, you can learn more and do more. So do you offer anything like that for people that are in the business? Um, I don't I don't have any training classes, but I like my view is I very much, as I said, my kind of end goal is the storyteller that brings people together. Um, So for me, I offer a lot of things to help people network. So on I run a group of over 2000 women screenwriters called at uh, called Binders Full of Screenwriters on Facebook. I do one for comedy performers, Binders Binders Full of Comedy Performers um, that has that one the screenwriter has 2000 people in it women in it and the performers one has 500 women in it and then i also create different content to help people create so if you follow me on instagram or twitter or tiktok um, i'm at kristen van nest k-r-i-s-t-e-n-v-i-n-n-e-s-t i have um like i made one document for example that people can use to collaborate during the coronavirus so you can put your projects in there and since i know actors and writers i can help connect them together um as well as on there's a website ripleyhq.com and i created a template on there one for freelance writers it's the system i use to track and pitch um publications and then i also have one for short films which is the system that i use to create the sketches that i produce for the night pants youtube channel so i've created a bunch of kind of tools that people can use but the best way to get access to those is to follow me on instagram or twitter because i'm always posting whatever new things i've created on there as well as advice and and podcasts like this one awesome it was so (laughs) exciting to have you here today Kristen and I wish you the best and we'll see you on the big screen yeah sounds good thank you so much thank you have a great day you too